Welcome to episode 95 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and as usual, I'm joined by Brian and Kevin. We are three artists, illustrators, filmmakers, and all-round shit-talkers, and each week we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Amazon, Spotify. Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it, and we talk about it. This week, we're going to talk about the 2022 horror film Barbarian. We're also talking about the HBO series The Last of Us. We talk about the Netflix documentary volcano rescue it's about a volcano on the island of wakari i think it is i say the word province too many times when what i really mean is country just keep your ears out for that and yeah a wide range of nonsense is covered brian joins the call at one point running a little late and uh has not started his recording so you'll hear us talking to empty air for a bit we've been doing this for a while but try as we might we're uh, still chaotic if you like what you hear please consider subscribing to the podcast Head over to iTunes, head over to Spotify, rate, review, like, subscribe. All those good things really help us out. You can also go to Instagram at The Endless Cast, where we put up art and clips to go with each and every episode. That's a great place to send us direct messages. That's a great place to tell us you agree, you disagree, or suggest something for us to watch. You can also do that to our email address, theendlesscast at gmail.com. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. Hey, Kevin. It's hey. Sunday, the 22nd of January, 2023. Uh-huh. How are you feeling this morning? F- exhausted. I'm running on little, little, very little sleep. But that's just I life. Also, I'm exhausted. Go on. Uh, I, well, I didn't really do anything. I, actually, you know what? I, st- I, I watched uh, just a bunch of stuff on YouTube, and I drew a lot. I actually drew a lot. Uh, I kind of got into a just a dry mood very late last night and I kind of emerged out so it kept me up so I, I, I quite enjoyed it what time were you drawing till? about three half three Jesus Jesus yeah I can't I get I get I get sleepy around 11 and go to bed yeah normally I do but uh, uh, yeah I kind of I don't know it was, it was Saturday night by myself I'd make a most of it a texture oh just one of my pictures I did last night. Is that like Muay Thai thing? It's just a thing in, like, yeah, wrestling gear. The thing from Fantastic Four. Ah. For those I've seen. I was going to do him in blue, but then I was just like, eh, I'm going to just do whatever colors I want. Does he have a little beard? Uh, no, that's just his face. Oh. You know, it's just it's it's just style. It looks like he's got a little beard. Yeah, it could do. Sure, you know. It's, 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 the limit is my imagination, pal. Oh, you want imagination. <laughs> Did you get up to any nonsense this week? Did you buy any comic books? You I did. did. You posted some comic books. What did you I, buy? I bought, um, well, Emer gave me vouchers for Christmas. So uh, I got all of Elsa, and I can't pronounce her second name, Elsa Chartier. She has a series of books called November, and I got a series of those books. Uh, Emer got me vouchers, so I was able to pick up the, the entire series of her books. They're kind of like crime stuff, you know. And then... Uh, one of the other places she got me a voucher for have a lot of like uh, old comic packs so you can just go through whatever. And I picked up uh, a Multiple Man run from Marvel that was very, I think it was very uh, a big hit at the time. And also a, a small Luke Cage run by, and the art is by, and I can't think, Scott Wells or something. And it's very, very good stuff. It's a, it's a cool, it's a cool looking uh, Luke Cage book. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I actually read uh, an Irish comic book this week, uh, Robert Curley's 
and I think it's Barry Keegan's uh, League of Volunteers. Oh, cool. Okay. I'm sure you're that's, aware of that's it. on the shelves in Sub City for, yes. for yeah. a while. For I, a I've while. never picked it up. It's good. Um, yeah, man. Sure, look, it's a lot of fun. It's it's you you know you learn about you know basically it's Irish history and like kind of what if Ireland had their own like League of Gentlemen kind of meets Hellboy you know fighting Nazis all that kind of stuff. It's fun. So I just dug up the picture of the the books you bought because you did send them through to our group. It's Gendy Tartakovsky as well on that on that cage book. Um, yeah. Is Scott Wills doing the interior art or? coloring or because like it looks like Gendy's is it, Samurai uh, Jack style yes that's is that the so guy is it, who is did Gendy drawn that's the guy who huh? did Primal that's the guy who did Primal yeah, and stuff yeah. yes that's and I think, see, Clone Wars and yes yeah yeah it's yeah it's he he drew it and stuff that was the thing uh, I thought it was Scott I, I'm, I'm used with names so you have to forgive me for that but it's just like that's okay. uh, I knew it was a Primal guy and uh, yeah it's a good book it's a cool little book yeah no like I, I would I mean dig it out people it's it's that guy's art style is uh fantastic i mean he's behind uh, hotel transylvania as well and mm-hmm. i think he did a there's a teaser for a popeye okay. feature that they did there as well and um, which is like it's like a proof of concept test and this, the movie never went ahead but i think he was behind that as well um uh, yeah so it's a kind of it's a it's a book i've been meaning to pick up uh i'd seen it in there a few times along with the multiple man one uh so yeah that's what i did had a wee, had a wee look, a wee, a wee gander through the different things. Pretty happy with what I got. Got to use my voucher. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you do? How was your week? Um, my week was um, pretty good. Um, work, gym, drawing, watching content, content like an asshole. Content. Um, uh, the big thing for me was I was aiming at the Bag of Cats show on Friday, mm-hmm. which uh, was cool. Um, it's always fun and games trying to get those shows set up. They're once a month, but they're they're always like a little bit of chaos. You know, you put put six to eight acts in a lineup, and you're selling tickets, and you're trying to make sure the venue's good and somebody has to cancel and you're trying to find a replacement and then you're trying to get in on time and like we suddenly worried that like we remember like we would all remembered chaplains but we were all like how many seats are actually in mm. the place like i know we could get a lot of people standing in there but how many seats are there and suddenly we were like oh we've sold 40 tickets and there's going to be about 10 acts so we're going to have 50 people in the room and then we suddenly got really paranoid that there just would not be enough seats. And in trying to work that out, then we completely sold out. So we've got 50 paid, ticket bought, uh, entitled to a seat customers. And then you've got people actually just turning up on the door. And so it's like, okay, this is fucking amazing. But we're, we're jam-packed. Um, and then I'm a big ball of stress in of general. Course. Like, I'm, I'm the worriest of worry warts. And so I'm always aiming to be in places early and be making sure everything's set up and carried around the place and lifted and I get very particular. So um, I think I was just radiating stress for a good chunk before the show. Once the show kicked off, it was loads and loads and loads of fun. Like it was um, great crack. That's excellent. We had... uh, so somebody had to cancel, and then we did a little ring around, and we had Mike Rice drop in 
um, and fill a spot instead, and he was amazing. And Sinead Walsh jumped in for us, and they were amazing. And uh, we had Mila Gula, who were a sketch act, and they were amazing. And Erin McGathy did stand up, and she was amazing. And she called me mean for making her doing stand up. It's uh, more improv and sketch, I guess. Though I mean, look, that was that was that was the bit, and it was hilarious. Um, and who else did we have? We had the Bag of Cats ourselves. We had Seamus Stackpole. We had Jack Dolan. Um, suddenly worried I'm forgetting somebody. Um, Jack, Mike. Oh, and Sean Ayusa jumped in as well. Sean Ayusa is great. Um, so 50 people, little raffle in the middle, little dancey numbers. Um, we, d- we did a little change up to our intro thing where we kind of like came up to the the little theme tune we've got and we brought all the cats out and we danced for like 10 seconds like lunatics and had the crowd cheering and started the show once we kicked everyone else off stage and it was fun but what was funny was or what was amusing to me was the one time we decided to do that there's actually signs all around the interior of that venue that say no dancing at any time oh my god i don't know what licensing regulation they have or whether it's the owner they were they were lovely and very accommodating so i don't want to put anything on the owners but like sometimes you get you've licensed to sell drink but you don't necessarily have license to be like a dance bar you know um but it was funny mm, I just, it was like it's just it's an it's an odd thing to kind of say like uh point out you know what i mean yeah we were in the town of footloose yes yeah mental which was great fun and then it's just you know recovery the next day and I don't know, like there were, so somebody post, there were seven different shows, seven different comedy nights happening around Dublin last night, all of them sold out. Brilliant. Uh, which is fantastic. So comedy is buzzing. Um, and I've got, uh, we're going to do a set of giggles on Tuesday and a set at uh, N2O Comedy Black Sheep Bits and Pints. So I got two sets on Tuesday night. So I have to... Uh, write some funny things. Oof, that's uh, that's tough. Maybe if you listen back to some old uh, podcast episodes, you might get some inspiration from myself and Brian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm enjoying the comedy end of things, and like I, I really do like the hosting. Like somebody was pretty. Uh, somebody was very. I don't know why I'm being vague. Um, Couple of the comics, let's be vague. Couple of the comics, loads of people um, were really complimentary to the the hosting end of things. Because again, we do we do one show a month, and people don't see a lot of me doing stuff anyway. But like, as I'm getting more kind of relaxed into it, and, and as Sharon's getting more relaxed into it as well, like um, we're just having a bit more banter with the the audience, and um, you know, fun and games and. Um, being a little more relaxed chatting to people and you get good answers out of people sometimes as well like actually doing crowd work is funny like um, there was a Greek lady you know where's anybody from this one was a Greek and it's like oh how long have you been in Ireland seven years and Sharon says why what what brought you to Ireland and me being a smart ass I said was it massive economic collapse and she just nodded that's, that's incredibly insensitive yeah it was hilarious um, <laughs> um, and, and oh, then yes. I gave them shit for Grexit, which is of course the uh, oh, the never, uh, incitement point for Brexit. Because when they had their massive downturn in two thousand and eight, and their country almost defaulted, the first solution they put on the table was leave the EU 
go back to their uh, is it drachma? I can't remember what the the f- currency was in Greece, um, but they're the ones that floated the idea of leaving the European Union, and they ultimately decided against it. But once the concept was out there, then Britain started talking about it. The seed was planted. Interesting yeah, yeah. turn of events. So everybody remembers Brexit, but people forget that it started as Grexit. Grexit. Um, yeah, you, 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 there's a bit there, pal. You can polish it off. I'm just saying I that it's it, it does amuse me that people kind of like I had forgotten about it to be to be fair. Like that was early 2010s, and it was 2016 when. The, it's been so long since Brexit actually happened. They had that vote in 2016. I know, yeah, but sure, it took didn't it? It just took forever to. Theresa May was taking a long time to finalize the the. Uh, what would you say, protocol or whatever you want to say? You know? Well, I mean, Theresa May came in after after the Cameron. Yeah, it was in or it was in uh, introduction. So here, I'm not like uh, no, it was, it's, it was Cameron, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like he, he, you know, ducked out and like we it say it David took her Cameron, long time. It was Dave Cameron and the other bloke. Farage. No, not Farage. There's another chap. Rhys Mogg, Boris Johnson. I can't remember. Uh, Michael Gove. There was. Big bag of cunts. Uh, there was, I thought there was another, or maybe that was before. I'm minister. Anywho, let's get back on, let's get back on uh, actual discursible things. Or any news this week? Any have uh, we got any uh, movie um, newses? Movie Netflix news. put up a big trailer or teaser trailer of everything that's like coming up on the Netflix end of things. I don't know if you mm-hmm. watched any of that. Um, I didn't. I didn't hear about it. There's some fun looking stuff in there, but then there's also some like um, there's just this thing where it's like production companies have clearly met the required visual standards of Netflix. Like if you go to Netflix, you can see a list of like if you want to be on Netflix, these are the required visual standards. Um, everything's shiny, everything's crisp, um, it all looks big and professional, but it doesn't look interesting or artistic. And I was looking at it thinking, God, there's there's no, I don't know, I don't know cinematography to some of these things. Um, so the, there's a lot of movies in there that just look like, you know, if it was a different age, they'd just be straight to DVD things. Yes, of course. Um, oh, I did see, sorry, I did see some stuff coming up because Extraction 2 was coming out. Yes. Well, maybe I just, maybe I just, did you say, did you share a video? Uh, maybe I saw a TikTok. I think Scruff did, because there's a Zack Snyder teaser bit in there as well for a thing called Rebel Moon. Rebel Moon, is that Star Wars? No. Or is it mm-hmm. like a, it's like a kind of his own. Oh, is it? Oh, no, I think it, I think it was a Star Wars script. Um, But they've just done their own thing, gone off on one. Now that you say it, I, I remember it like that, which is cool. Like I, I had a, a, I've talked to you before. I have an idea for a thing and it's like, well, that's clearly what I think Star Wars should be. You know, like mm-hmm. it's what my kid brain wanted the Star Wars prequels to be. Mm-hmm. And even though they didn't do that, um, I still noodle around with this notion that like, this is a cool sci-fi story separate of the Star Wars universe. But it's, you know, it's in my head what the the Knights of the Jedi Republic were. Yeah, I know. And yeah. the, what the Clone Wars were. I've got a much more like, like, I don't know what George Lucas talked himself into this being as time went on. Yeah. But I think there was a simpler 
Yeah. Or people interpreted it as a simpler kind of medieval knights kind of vibe. Yeah, order. You know? I think, yeah. Yeah, and I, I just like had that like you know, you're not necessarily all reporting back to an order on a capital planet. You're just out in the world. I know you're you're saying, a, like, you're, you're you're a Jedi knight, you know, and you yeah, don't like, have to all wear a uniform. I never got the sense from the fucking original films that Jedi knights had to be wearing this bloody tunic. Franciscan robes yeah. thing, you know. Um, yeah, well, anywho. I think I would. I always kind of thought, like you know, kind of he always said that he wrote these massive movies all together and stuff. But I was always dubious of it. But apparently, shout out to George Lucas's wife because she was uh, she was actually kind of like the one who any of the good ideas in Star Wars mostly came for her or edited through her. Yes, yeah. God, Marcia Lucas, wasn't that her name? Like, people put a lot of credit on the fact that, like, she took a lot of film coming back in and, and was like, okay, let's see how this cuts together. Lose this. Look, if you've ever read the script for the Journal of the Wills, or the Star Wars taken from the Journal of the Wills, um, oh, it's it's tough going. Um, same thing with, like, somebody said, is it the... Maybe it's Blues Brothers or Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Dan Aykroyd wrote like a 400-page script. You know what I mean? And somebody had to go, okay, now let's uh, let, let's, re- let's remove the aliens, let's remove the this, let's remove let's, the psychedelic. Let's trim the fat, as I say. Yeah. But, um, but and, and that, that's the, like, if, if I, we've talked about stuff before, you know, but if I say if I was going to draw or write something or whatever, I would certainly say you're going to put it through you and then you could make your edits and things like that. Like, and it's just like, it's just getting feedback and being... You know, being open to, like, how can I make this story better? It doesn't mean that you created any less of it. You're still 100% the creator of it. You know what I mean? Like, but Which actually brings us to a very uh, easy talking point. Well, a, a very, like, we can touch on it and, and, and um, see where you're at. Like, a check-in point. Um, mm-hmm. You were ideating a comic book story for the year of 2023. Yes. With a view towards having it, um, say, outlined and maybe thumbnailed by the end of January. Yes. How is she cutting? Uh, I would say poorly. poorly. Uh-oh. Uh, All right, well, I'm, I'm giving you a nudge. I'm going, do you have a concept of the story as a whole? I have a concept, but I don't know if it's good enough to what pursuing or is it just silly. I nope, you're pursuing it. it. We've agreed upon this. Is it good enough to pursue, though? I don't know. We we resolved. This, this, was, this was a whiskey promise. Um, yeah. Oh no, the whiskey promise I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm committing to. It's mm. the idea, the storyline. I'm not entirely com- convinced by. So I'm, mm. that's what I'm still. Uh, that's but yeah. look. If it's a case that like you know, I, I I first the first month is trying to get some sort of concept, and the second month is doing thumbnails. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's an ever evolving. Well, give us deadlines. Give us I, no, no deadlines for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, I have to produce them at the end of the month. But um, yeah. Do you want to give? Do you want to give me an outline? Not on the this, podcast. No, no, no. I don't mean on the podcast, but I mean like, do you want to give me an outline early next week? I can give you some notes. Yeah, for sure. And we can get that back to you so that you can tighten it up for the end of the month. Yep. Now, introducing in the Allow me to introduce right myself. Quarter in the yellow trunks, waiting at. It's Brian. In it. Do you want to take a guess, actually, Kevin? No, I don't want to guess. Brian's Weighing waiting. in at. Um. I don't want to guess. No, I, you can do you can do me too, but like let's 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 do it. Go on, put yourself Brian out there. Could be sixty-five to seventy kilos. Would you say that's close, Brian? No sound. You're on. You're, I think oh, your Skype is on mute. He, he, he's muted, but yeah.
66. Ah, Aiden is in the region of 85 to 90, I'd say. Uh, around about an even 100. I was going to say you're taller and you're muscular, so yeah. Mm. yeah. About yeah. 220 pounds. It yes. fluctuates a little bit depending on water, but yeah, I'm right there. Uh, and I will not go into how much I weigh because I am obviously the tallest and the most muscular. <laughs> Going by my logic. <laughs> are you are you are you close to my weight? I'm not saying anything. Um, let's move swiftly on. I'm close. Uh, well, without without saying I'm a close number, with it. I'm close. With it. Without saying yeah. a number, do you have a scales in your house and yes, have you weighed course, yourself? Of course, of course. So you are aware of it. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I've had to. Um, uh, for for reasons, uh, I've had to uh, acknowledge all this information recently. Uh, you know, diabetes. No life insurance. Oh. like that. How did I fill out a life insurance form? Maybe it was a different sort of thing, and it wasn't houses. Nobody asked me shit all. Yeah, I had to get life insurance that was associated with a pension, and Fair. it was very little investigation of that. Brian, you've missed nothing. Hey, we haven't we haven't really started discussing the 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 the, 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 the meat. What did brother 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 Ada used to always refer, talk about Brian, the meat and potatoes of things, didn't he? Remember, he used to always reference meat and potatoes. Did I? Let's get down to the meat and. Can, can I say, Brian, that I like the choice of color of T-shirt? Um, it's a very nice sort of uh, saffron yellow. It's a mustard yellow. He, this guy gets it. It's more mustard. <laughs> Let's get into into the the meat and potatoes. Uh, oh, I do say that. Um, there there oh, you go. <laughs> also, I put vitamin C in my water as well, so it's yellow too. Yeah, he's drinking his urine. Um, hey, there's there's medicinal purposes apparently. I actually listened to the Romans. Don't be listening to the ancient Romans. They're all dead. Uh, do you know what? Actually, they're all dead. Speaking of ancient Romans and Pompeii mm. and volcanoes, right. I watched that volcano documentary on Netflix about the volcano eruption in New Zealand in like 2018, where I think it was 47 tourists or something had uh, gone onto this island. Uh, it was an active volcano. It erupted in 2013. Is one of the survivors of that big on? I say big on, but I see her on TikTok a lot. Is that a? Is that is that a? We've been recording for twenty nine minutes. That's okay. okay. I I, okay. I I guess I did. I okay. Uh, hit record, please, Brian. Um, uh, if you haven't okay. now, so I watched this documentary uh, of a volcano that erupted in two thousand eighteen. I think it was. No, sorry, two thousand nineteen erupted. Um, it had initially erupted in two thousand and thirteen. Three years later, it erupted in 2016. And three years later, in 2019, it was at level two. Level one being, you know, level two being, you know, and level three being eruption. Uh, and this is at is it, okay. high activity right. level two. Uh, live. Because like DEFCON 5 is like the lowest DEFCON. Yes, this is, this is second highest. And counts back down backwards, right? So. This is second highest or second lowest. So it's not like DEFCONs. <laughs> it's two. It's a two. But, uh, it's a solid. But two. Uh, three being like solid number two. Three being, you know, uh, uh, what do they call it? They call it something like uh, they had a great word for it. 
but basically like eruption event or something like that, you know. Um, mm. But uh, Jesus, fucking shit! That documentary is harrowing. It's brutal. brutal. What's the name of the documentary? Uh, I, I, I. It escapes me at the moment, but it's the big volcano one. Uh, Netflix, stop laughing at me. I'm trying. I, I should. I, I appreciate I, you bringing funny. the content. <laughs> Uh, let me see what's called uh, the volcano rescue from. No, that might not be volcano rescue from Wakari, but I, I'm I'm probably butchering that. But um, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's okay. Funny. So yeah, it's the volcano, volcano colon yeah, rescue from Wakari. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I know that's what you said, but I just I don't know. I paused where the colon was or something. Yes. I said it in an affirmed fashion. Yes, just to reiterate the name of it. Thank you. Um, Not at all. But uh, yeah, very, very good. Bro, brutal, horrendous. Kind of. I watched a lot of like we've watched a lot of TV shows recently, like an awful lot, like and a few movies that coming out back for Christmas and things. And we're kind of, I think we're kind of just watching a little bit through more documentary stuff now. Uh, we watched. Yeah, I there was another documentary we watched, but. Um, yeah, this was this was definitely one of the ones that uh, watched this week, and it was brutal, like interesting, but like horrendous. Would you go to a volcano if you saw that the pattern was every three years that it's at high activity? No, no. See, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. go. But would you go shark? This this is like the the tourists that went to Fukushima, like not that long after the disaster there, and they all brought geiger counters with them and like whatever the safe number was it very quickly just changed. jumps to 10 times that and they're all just sitting there going we had no idea like like they said it was safe and i was like you fucking idiot. yeah dude, was that the, like was that the dark tourism video dark tourist yeah, yeah. and they're they're all very yeah. quickly going hold on our guy like they, they they all they all broad Geiger counters. It's not like they provided it to them saying, look how safe it is. Bring your own Geiger counter. They all went. They all got tickets. They all bought their own personal Geiger counters because they wanted to to see. And then when reality hits them, when the very likely reality hits you them, want to see? You, you can see the panic set in on the bus. Like they're, they're just kind of like they're, they're, they're thinking about, you know, having kids and stuff. They're like cooking that. themselves. Like, like, what, yeah, what does this mean for this? It's like, what? Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. Well, like I mean, well, I w- where where are there where are there active volcanoes or that are kind of touring? I mean, well, Vesuvius is that dormant, dead? Well, so it's people would go to Vesuvius, right? It's not doing anything. Well, I was just gonna say, like, kind of like apparently none of them ever are truly dead, though. Yeah, like, this they is can true. all at any point someday Erupt. just kick mm-hmm. off again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, I. Doesn't matter how long they've been lying dormant. I, I was just going to say, like, uh, it's an interesting documentary, and I do really recommend it. Uh, although it's challenging to watch, for sure, a hundred percent. Basically, this the, the, these people aren't because there's different types of volcanoes. This is a different type of volcano than the one that you would have in places like Hawaii. So this is more like kind of like sulfury and all that kind of stuff. So basically, like uh, when it went off and stuff, people would have been more likely to kind of say like burned by like extreme steam so their clothes mm. would have been fine but then their skin and muscle and stuff would have essentially just like melted off as a result of you know 
the heat, obviously. But uh, it's just just brutal stuff. He's an Irish guy. He's an incredible Irish guy and a young guy. Uh, he was a pilot flying people into the volcano and stuff, you know. Uh, mm. He his his story is absolutely insane, uh, an amazing character, you know. But um, mm. uh, it is really good stuff. There is a couple on it though who kind of sheep off. It's terrible because she was basically just didn't want to go, and it was his day to pick the activity, and he chose oh. volcano. And then like she was just like getting really antsy and being like, oh, this like you know I don't feel good. It's just gonna erupt, and literally he said like it's not going to erupt, and then boom. You know, yeah. terrible. But uh, and like they are, are they still? Together? They are still together. Uh, get to fuck. They are Wait, still do together. they? Do they get burnt? They, yes, they are horrendously burnt. Uh, meat and skin and everything was falling off his hands and her hands and everything like that. Like uh, they, they are. They were basically melting on the back of the ship or the the, the boat when they were like trying to get to land. And people wouldn't let them into the the inside part of the boat, but there's obviously other victims in there that were in also horrific, horrific ways. But they couldn't do anything. These people, they couldn't even wrap up the wounds because it was just like melting flesh and stuff okay. Like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, my my tolerance for this story is is. But they're hit, they're still the together. Like, this going, is horrible. They're still man. together, but they, they this is horrible. They, they're still together, but you do kind of get the feeling like kind of you know <laughs> there's like it's like yeah it was his idea and he's like yeah it was my idea and then she's like I even felt like this and I even said to him and it's just like yep, yep and then yep, like and yep, then like they're yep, like please uh, stop they're, you, please you stop. get the impression that they're keep going. He's not Damn it, Brian. Let the man finish. But uh, but the they're also finish. just like but they're also just like kind of like if we had known we wouldn't have went and stuff and it didn't really, like basically you get the feeling that they think that they were lied to about their safety and um, which I I don't necessarily uh, agree with to a degree because the, I've the, been I just want to say hang on hang on just let me finish I just want to say I've been on holidays I've you know I've wanted to do stuff like uh, uh, shark cave diving and uh, you know paragliding or whatever it was I wanted to do things like this. And is there any the risk in those things just because they're, they're uh, you know, tourist things doesn't necessarily mean that those people have your best interest at heart or whatever, you know, at the end of the day, like, there's, you know, it's it's just basically like, I, even if I went shark cave diving, I'm assuming I'm going with, the, you know, competent people who know what they're doing and it's safe, you know, but obviously there's an element of risk. But uh, it's it's not like the the reason to go to these things is the element of risk. The reason to going is that there's this slight no. that the reason there is no. there's a slight element no. of of adventure to it. No. If there's yeah, no I think people want to. It, I think people, no adventure to well, it. I, but I think but like you are dealing with something that's like on a geological timeline. I think the people chances of it going clout. off the day you go are so low that you think you're safe. But it, all of these things could fucking go yes, off. Yes, of again. course. But I think it's just a clout of like, oh, we went to see this live volcano. It was beautiful. No one wants the volcano to go off, though, you know. It's yeah, a, it's a, but it's, if you're going a to a live volcano, you could go to a dormant volcano. Yeah, I know, I know. But it wouldn't have the same edge, you know. Yeah, but that's it was it. a beautiful people are going place. for that little bit of adventure. But they, it's such... Be- like the the nature of a geological timeline. No, 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 because no, because you don't think people are going to a nobody, live n- volcano. N- nobody's nobody's skydives on the off chance that you know my parachute won't open. You don't That's go to a, a volcano on the off chance your that you you're not what? hoping it goes off. But the, the the fact that it's a risk, the fact that it is dangerous, is the adventure. Like trail seeking. No, you take every it's best. fact that it's it's the fact that it's it's amazing. Uh, you know. It's this amazing geological thing. It's this natural thing, and you're going to see it. 
But it's a natural thing that has a propensity for destroying everything within a hundred mile radius. Ten miles. Yeah, so why would you go see it? Why would you go see that? People do. Part no. of it humans, is humans do thrill seeking things. No. You don't. You don't think there's a little bit of like, like adventure? Like, yeah, like but, people but, who run after t- t- uh, twisters. Those are scientists. No, they're crazy people as well. Those are scientists. Yeah. You don't. You don't think that there's a little element of. Just, there was a lot of scientists at the volcano. There's a, a woman named Stephanie Coral on TikTok, and this is where I became aware of this volcano. Like, I didn't. I, maybe I missed it when it happened in the news, but um, she's kind of been charting her whole sort of uh, recovery from you know skin skin grafts and nerve damages and blood clots and you know pressure compression bandages and and anyway. I, Made I, the documentary Amazing People for sure. Yeah, it's incredibly grim. Yeah, it's um, very sad. Yeah. On the much more pleasant side of things, mm-hmm. we uh, we all shared an adventure this week. Yes. And we made our way into the heart of Dublin City. Yes. And uh, we went to see John Mullaney in a poor, a poor, the Olympia. A poor recovering drug addict. Um, talk about his harrowing experiences. Drug addict <laughs> John Mullaney. Talking about his harrowing experiences uh, dealing with his addiction uh, intervention and subsequent rehab rehabilitation. Mm. Are we are we trying to are we trying to lean into the harrowing end of bit this? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Just <laughs> bouncing off the harrowing end sleep. of volcanoes <laughs> into the harrowing end of stand up oh. comedy. Um, right, so like, let's review them. How many stars would we give old John Mulaney? It's five stars, guys. It was five stars. Come on. I don't really go in for this. Three point five. You know this. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, Brian. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Every, as everybody knows, a thumb is the equivalent of two point five stars. Um, mm. No. So it's no. Uh, it's a five star review. No. No. I will hang up this call right now. <laughs> it was great. Um, I watched the comeback kid again last night, and he mentions the fact that the celebrant at his wedding was Dan Levy. Um, I had forgotten or not clocked that at all. So we saw the man that married him to Anna do what what? Um, I can't remember her name. Uh, Anne Marie Tend- Tendler. 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 Um. Uh. So that was that was an interesting little, I guess, face to put to a name. Um. We have been talking about Mulaney and his his ongoings because we're Mulaney fans since we started this podcast. I'm not. Uh, you're not a Mulaney fan, and you're a gosshead. Not a Mulaney fan. Gosshead. I love a bit of gossip. Um, it was very, 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 very funny. The support acts were very good, but Mulaney was next level. I guess maybe there's an element of we bought tickets to see the guy, so we're predisposed to like him. But at the same time, it was very, very good. The first guy was excellent, though. He was he was, he made me laugh a lot. He was a what, what was his name movie. again, Kevin? Um, oh Jesus, Seton Smith. Seton Smith. Yeah, I remember the Smith bit, but like Seton, how are we spelling that? Seat on. Oh. But uh, he was brilliant. I really liked him. He was so so funny. Uh, yeah, but it, uh, John Mulaney was excellent. Oh, it's just uh, like the only problem with these comedy shows, like where, where you see like with these guys, is like. Uh, this comes to a point where it's just like I kind of like just, just I need to kind of just give my face, my cheeks a little bit of a break, you know. It's uh, but it's, it was good fun. It was so so good. 
Uh, and I think, I think it, he, like, you know, obviously comedians, you know, like any other thing is performative, you know, and they put on a show and all that kind of jazz. But he seemed to quite, uh, uh, he seemed to quite enamored with his surroundings and the people there. And he seemed to be uh, appreciative of, of it. Do you know what I mean? Like he seemed to kind of really be like. I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say performative. it. I don't think they had a great time in Belfast. <laughs> I don't think they had a great time in Belfast, no. I, I, I think Belfast people maybe laugh a little differently. Um, All three of them. All of them mentioned. Kind of ragged on, on yeah. a dourness to not Belfast. Rag, not not, not rag, Gently, yeah, gently a, ribbed. A more sedate, a more sedate um, response from the crowd, I think. Yeah, but you know true. what? But 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 to be fair, those people bought tickets and they showed up. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, they, just, they just laugh differently up there. That's all. Yeah, I mean, there, there's an element of they went up there and no said, crack. "Thank Christ, we're here." I've spent the last day and a half in the Republic, and those fuckers, they're so argumentative. Like you know, like we don't know what he said. We don't know what they said about us up there. This is true. True. We went you know what comics days. are like. True. Fucking wind socks, you know. They're just trying to win over the audience. That's it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because I don't. I don't. I'm sure there's um, there's there's things they can give out about going on in the Republic. No, no, no. We're perfect. We're pretty good. Yeah, we're 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 pretty good. We decided to stay in the European Union. Hmm. Yeah. Well, they didn't get a vote. Sorry, Northern Ireland didn't get a vote. No, they got a vote. They voted to stay in the European Union, not but they also them, voted not, to stay in the vote, United Kingdom. Not all of them got a vote. What do you mean? Mary, Explain yourself. Mary, we Mary, can cut whatever. Mary Lou said that they didn't get a vote. They voted. I saw Mary Lou on Sky. The, r- the province. I, I saw. Excuse me. Excuse me. Can I finish? Can I finish? All right. <laughs> let's hear this. I saw Mary Lou on Sky. Talking to a... Did you see her on Sky? Did you see her on TikTok? Can I, can I finish? In the most unparliamentary... You, you, take, you take your time. Thank, thank yeah, you, you take In the most unparliamentary language. Fuck you. <laughs> Deputy Aiden Sullivan. Oda! Oda! But uh, they, the woman had made a claim that they chose... They voted on Brexit and then married mm-hmm. the corrector and said that we didn't get to vote on Brexit. So They did get to vote on Brexit. I don't know. But you do know they did get to vote on Brexit. Who's the they? province the the province of Northern Ireland voted and as as a whole in uh, the majority of people in Northern Ireland voted to remain in the European the Union. The people who the people who identify as Irish But they, they didn't Hold on. Yeah. I'm just asking. Every you, every, every person. I'm just going on what I saw on Sky. Here, let's not get caught. Yes, yeah, no, hold on. Hold on. Let, let's move on. No, let me, let me clarify this because okay. I'm going to lose my damn mind. Every province in the United Kingdom got to vote yeah, on Brexit. Mind. Don't look away. Listen. Every, every province in the United Kingdom got to vote on Brexit. Then they fucking added up all the fucking votes and said, what's the majority? Now, if you look at the United Kingdom, they voted to, or if you look at Northern Ireland, that province voted remain. Ah. But across four countries, the majority came out as leave. So I think Scotland voted mostly remain as well. So that's why Scotland and Northern Ireland the whole time were like, we voted fucking stay, you know? Anyway, sorry. It's just when you say things like the the people of Northern Ireland didn't get a vote. They did get a vote. 
The problem was a hundred years ago they voted to stay in the United Kingdom. Oof! I saw, I saw, Ooh. I saw a video and fight, uh, fight, fight, fight. I saw a video. There I saw a video and it was a English army person uh, in Northern Ireland, obviously in a scuffle with some Irish people, and he told them to go back to their own country. And uh, they're like, "We are in our own country. You go back to yours." And he was like, "This is my country." And it's like, "Oh, <laughs> stalemate, guys, stalemate." Terrible, terrible. We tried to negotiate with them. You know what they're like. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so John that's a millennial line. Yes, anyway. I know. Yeah, cut, cut, cut that. You know, cut that into where it's respectful. Not uh, at all. No, all of that stays. No, I'm not doing no this it stays. All of that stays. Anyway, John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Very funny. Great, great, great crack. Um, I in- I would have liked to have seen him the second night. Um, if if he changed nothing, I'd. I'd be happy. The you know, I'd, I'd still be, I still would have laughed. I still would have laughed at all of it. But I'd be curious to see. You know, he had one night in Belfast and two nights in Dublin, and I'd be curious to see what changes on the second night. Does he keep everything mm. exact, or where does he, where does he tweak what? You know, I'm sure he calls out the fact that somebody fucking shouted out his fucking, or talked in the middle of his closer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yelling out so late in the show was a lovely way of putting it, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, that with that Dublin confidence. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Did he say with that Dublin confidence? Was it, or did you add that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's not. He's not particularly <laughs> fond of uh, McGregor or his antics. I don't think. Very funny. Um, the. Uh, it was funny when that guy yelled out, and you just kind of sort of like he answered. And then when he said yelling out that late in the show, there was just the way his face sort of a darkness fell over him where he was just like, fuck. <laughs> it was just a shadow for a moment where he was like, yeah. Like, I, I, I was like, oh, I don't think I've seen that again. But when I was watching the Comeback Kid again, um, I realized he had that he had that moment where he calls out the guy texting in the audience, um, which is quite funny as well. He's like, what are you doing, texting? What are you doing, you? V-neck. Like, the way he just like locks in is like you are interrupting my show. It, it, he's very good at putting a little bit of dark on it as well, I guess. Um, I have a buddy who has two tickets going for his gig in London next weekend. If you want to buy those off him, um, I am broke. Yeah, <laughs> I know the feeling. Um, it was fucking great. Good job, Mulaney. You you know what I am. Um... I'm not sure when exactly he kind of was on my radar. Um, to, uh, to be honest, I think one of the first times I might have heard of him was when he got that um, multi-camera sitcom. And I was like, Mulaney. Who is this guy? 2014. And then kind of found out he was a writer on certain things and that he wrote stuff that I you know, mm. found very funny. And it was clear that, you know, like he's, he's by far one of the most successful people to come off SNL that wasn't uh, a performer, you know, mm. uh, as a writer. It's it's clear, basically like a, I kind of think he's kind of one of the funniest people around. Um, I was really curious. I, I knew I'd have a good time, but I was curious to see how much of that um, can he deliver on stage post rehab. Mm. And he was superb. He really was. He was just... Everything that's good about him that you see when you watch a special, it was all there. Mm. Um, it was very impressive. Cool. 
Yeah, I entirely enjoyed it. I thought it was great crack. I just worry. The last comedian I saw before that, or when you guys with Dave Chappelle and mm. where he went. <laughs> I, I I do think that like Mulaney doesn't trade a lot of people shock, that, though, like that. Yeah. yeah, and like that, there's there's a lot of people who are very quiet about the Chappelle thing, and the fact that they haven't supported him kind of tells me that they they don't. But they've got to you know weigh their own careers against like. Look, it's into, hard out there, man. You know. Yep. Yeah. But what, what I'm saying is, like, I, 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 I think it's. Him. I think we know which ones don't yeah. support him. Like, I, I think Neil Brennan was kind of quite said as much as he could say without saying anything explicitly. He's probably even been explicit, really. Yeah. <laughs> when you kind of think about it. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go down. Don't don't go out like your boy. Was that the line? <laughs> yeah. He, 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 anyway, look. Um, I think Mulaney's. It's funny how enough. many people weighed weigh into this stuff that 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 Brian Cox has defended J.K. Rowling twice in in a week, and the first time it's just like okay, and then he 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 doubled down on it, you know, a couple of days later, and it's just yeah, it's just funny to see that that there's so much stuff that you could choose to engage with the media mm-hmm. about, and the stuff that a lot of people choose to kind of come out and it's just like you, you really yeah need, it's yeah. just of all the hills you, you could really die need on. to get involved yeah, yeah. Like of all I, the fucking things you could die on look look Rowling Cox uh, Linehan all of these people are people that like had great reputations I don't want to throw Cox in there entirely because I don't entirely know where he's how, how big a hole he's dug for himself yet but it, it is it is very odd where it's like how does this... Oh, sorry, maybe we should just get off. It's just like, just leave your oar out of this fucking water and get on with your life, would you please? Think, it's the, not affecting the, the, the you. Is, Why are you dying on this hill? The, it's actually killing your career, ultimately. I don't know. As as, as, as the older I get, I, it's like, obviously, you know, we're all just in different times and changing times and constant stuff. Like that, but the older I get, it's just like, I really don't care about what any whatever anybody does as long as there's no negative consequences for anything or anyone. As long as you know people aren't like being like completely, uh, you know, re- uh, disregard or hurt nature or other people, you know what I mean? Like, if if you can, if you can, if you live your life whatever way you want under your your own things. Yes, the 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 thing is, I think it's got to be a an ego thing. There we go. That's you know, closer to it. Cox is Cox is coming off the back of everybody's hailing succession as you know the greatest. Oh, now my opinions are irrelevant. Yeah, irrelevant, relevant. Relevant, yeah. No, but you see, the yeah. the, the thing, um, Kevin, so, sometimes I had this with the, like, when we were doing the sort of uh, repeal the eighth kind of thing. And you know me in arguments, I'm as fence city as, as the world gets, but I'm also very, you know what I mean? I, I was not on the fence about repeal the eighth. I was not on the fence about the, the gay marriage referendum. I'm not, I'm not on the fence about anything that's kind of progressive and moving people towards happier spaces. But trying to understand how people could be against it you know you you kind of just said there as long as you're not hurting anybody but there are people who have in their head the idea that these practices cause suffering and pain yeah and they believe they are proactively campaigning towards something that's going to stop suffering and pain and that's me trying to understand how somebody could be coming at this you know if you genuinely believed that abortion was the mass slaughter of infants. How could you sit quiet? You have to. 
campaign against it if you genuinely believe that yeah, you know? i can understand of course the these type of things and like you know yeah. uh but the thing is it's not my job like you know to change those people's mind you know i, I can't and yeah. um, yeah, but i 100%. but i certainly I just but like with with those people and like everybody like everybody wants certain lifestyle choices and certain things accessible to themselves and you know it's just mm-hmm. um just, yeah and i don't know treat people the way yeah. you want to treat it anyways, yeah like i want to be clear here i um how do i i'm completely pro-choice i fucking repeal the eight all all that jazz i'm that guy you know like i i i'm really reductionist and what is the value of life there's a lot of it going on lads more white I'm, 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 like you in um thanks um i just want to make <laughs> but i just i just am trying to understand how somebody could be pro-life and the only thing i can I, land I, on I, is i think if you do believe that. i think it's the only way to to actually create a shift is you have to understand where they're coming from where they might be coming from first or, or what that goes both what piece ways. of information yeah, yeah. what piece of information do they need you know yeah clarification or a better understanding on because otherwise you just end up arguing the talking points and nobody's going to change their mind everybody's already in, like nobody's going to change my mind on like repealing the eighth or gay yeah. marriage or something right yeah. they're not but i think i'm informed mm-hmm. but they also think they also they think they're informed. informed and if you're if you're having a conversation then about the main talking points yeah. You're just parroting the talking points, so and no, nobody's nobody's changing anybody's mind that but, way. And the thing is, you you have to change some minds because nothing happens. Then. But for for the you longest know? time, the 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 uh, the the presentation of homosexuality was that these were aggressive sexual predators that were chasing your children, and rather than just you know human beings looking for love where they. It's a, it's a kind of alarming to see it creep back. You know, we've got all these anti-migrant protests at the moment, and they're all it's all the same. Yeah, of yeah. course. Like you, you 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 follow one cause a couple of layers back, and it's always it's always the same. You know, it's it's either anti-Semitism or Islamophobia or homophobia. You go back enough layers, it's it's never it's never anything new, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of it's alarming to see that. Yeah. It, it, it's small crowds, but they they are oh, and the, they are showing up in places, the most you know. Noise, you know? And mm. these these folks rattled off their bullshit, and you know it it it. Uh, there was it a, a guard attacked at a, some rally in Fromoy yeah. recently. Did you guys no. see that? There was a video mm. of it. There was a guy live streamed the whole thing in Fromoy, and everybody's there with masks and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But they, I don't know how. I mean, I can guess how. They identified that there was a, a plain clothes cop there mm-hmm. um, monitoring the situation, and they confront him on on their live stream and stuff. And then the I cop saw, gets attacked. I think I saw a video of them like and walking him away, going, "Are you there, guard? Or look at you, where are you going, guard?" I didn't watch it to the oh, point yeah, that he got that. attacked, though. He got attacked, and then the, the guy filming it is telling him, "Stop! You know, we're not about that. Not about that." It's like that's just because <laughs> that's just because you're filming it, mm. you know. Uh, and it was happening on a live stream. Mm. You can guarantee that that's what they Yeah. I mean, and again, in trying to understand why people would be protesting this stuff, the fear-mongering is coming from just stupid fucking prejudiced places. But there's also an element of, you know, people feel underserved or under... Well, well, this stuff is coming from, like, far-right movements yeah. around the world. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, and that's that's the Russian really thing about it. Mm. The fact that it's 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 not... 
it isn't right now it isn't people with um legitimate concern or fear what they're doing is they're co-opting people who have legitimate concerns or fears Mm -hmm. because there's there's a bit of unease and they're stirring up that and they're amplifying that unease and then they're getting to show up to stuff that is ultimately nothing to do with what it's about it's always about something much more. people are concerned about their own sinister people that are concerned about their own livelihoods their own um like the cost of living crisis is a big like um buzzword at the moment but it's as you say it's right-wing agendas picking people that feel uneasy based on the fact that they are struggling and they're targeting that towards a scapegoat well that's thing that whatever but yeah whatever people are are kind of uneasy about you can always and john mulaney just pointed us at belfast and it's like wasn't it the episode of the boys far right mulaney wasn't it the boys where there's a character or like there's a isn't it the boys i'm pretty sure it is where somebody's just kind of constantly getting like uh, exposed to the media about like the superhumans or something doesn't go off and shoot somebody in a convenience store or something yeah yeah that that uh far right tv show the boys um (laughs) yeah it's like that though isn't it it's just it's just it's media or the things that these people are exposed to the fact that people genuinely watch the boys and they don't think Homelander is a bad guy. Mm. That's, that's fucking... That's hilarious. But that it's that, also crazy. That, like, it's mind-boggling, but it's also a perfect little snapshot oh, that, of the, the, where the, we are. The, the, There's people who watch The Boys and they think they think Homelander is... People that watch Wolf they, of Wall like, Street. They, people that they, they watch Wall Street itself. People that watch... Um, there's so many examples of things where people like... But, but the thing miss. is, like, e- even, even Wolf of Wall Street, I can kind of understand because he's got a nice house. Mm. He's got sports cars. He's got Margot yeah. Robbie. He's living this fucking wild lifestyle. I can understand how somebody might miss the message mm. there. Yeah. But <laughs> Homelander, Homelander is a fucking grinning psychopath. Yeah. Yes, he he imprisons he's, he's the bad guy. Yeah, he's he's, he's the bad guy, mm. and people. But I, I've I've seen the conversations on Reddit talk about the show, and they. It's fucking staggering. Like the the fans that Homelander has in the show that the show actively takes the piss mm. out of, he has in real life. Have. Like there's it's 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 bizarre to watch an episode of it where people are cheering him for killing someone at a rally, and we're supposed to understand he's the bad guy, and it's like almost it's horrible that he's got this support now. And then to watch the discussion of the episode afterwards. It, it's so weird what people will turn a, like, turn a blind eye power. on, you know? Like, mm-hmm. do you remember, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember <laughs> uh, the, the uh, Louis Theroux episode where maybe it's when he went to visit the, like, the white supremacists in America or or the, the people in South Africa. I can't quite remember. But the guy was big into the TV show Are You Being Served? And that was his touchstone for British culture and he thought he was bonding with Louis over it and Louis was able to go but do you remember the character on that that was like a stereotype to be sure but flagrantly a homosexual character on the show and he was just like oh I don't look at that I was like, but you watch the show and it's like oh I love the show it's amazing but you don't oh yeah completely just blind spotted this character yeah. out of the show and there's stuff is, people yeah. like everything that's going on with Homelander it's like okay you like that he's strong you like that he's a fucking Aryan looking motherfucker 
But you miss the weird fetish shit and the murder. Like, does that and stuff happen in your head? And the insecurity and the man-baby behavior and the, yeah. you know, like... The fact uh, that he just yeah. wants to be mothered. Yeah, yeah. I, like, hey, look, the thing is, that's that's the, that's the kind of ironic side of this whole thing. It's just, like, you couldn't pick a more pitiful... Like, don't get me wrong, Homelander is an incredibly entertaining character in terms mm-hmm. of, like him in that space and that world and stuff like that like but you couldn't pick a more pitiful disgusting excuse of a creature yeah. you know he is yeah that, that, that's that's the joke that he's like a literal he's a literal superman yeah. and he's the most disgusting you know, thing yeah but he's brilliant yeah, it's great it's a great idea but this is it's hilarious how it's lost on those people but sure that's also indicative of the type of mentalities that they praise and you know uh well that's one by. of those things as well where um I don't know if I shared this video with you, but like, I get like, I don't know, like, I get, I don't know how to describe how I feel when I see people that are under anesthetic or I see people who are a little bit sedated and they just have this dentist kind of stuff. I feel so sorry or protective of people Mm. in the human race because the minute you put a little bit of like stripping away that top level ego and id type of stuff and you get back to who yeah. the person really is it was this i just saw this video of a woman who's like clearly anesthetized and she just wanted her cat to hold mm. <laughs> yeah. and it was just like i can't sleep unless i can hold my cat and it's like we're just fucking children yeah you know we we, oh, we age into this like e- we age into these like cynicism and personalities and as we age out and get more like older people with senility as well and like once you strip away this top level fucking chaos it just boils down to like i just want to feel safe and warm and held and like babied and it's so sad and lovely in many ways and i just want to protect everyone and but but that like that's the thing you know like we're living on this you know we're living on this perfect inhabitable environment Mm. right that's just designed to like provide us with everything we need mm. it's like how did we end up with jobs <laughs> like all any of us want when you strip the layers back is to be warm and to be happy and have like a couple of animals and to just be, feel feel safe and nurtured yeah. and instead we've got layers of cynicism and job and ideology yeah. and stuff it's like how how do why do we have especially, jobs? Especially in the winter <laughs> walking around, I think about like <laughs> the amount of Attenborough stuff I've watched where you watch like little quokkas or little like, just like little rodenty mammalian things and all they want to do is get a little burrow and just huddle up together yeah, just, and just, we just want just a one bed cozy. apartment with a couch in front of a telly and Chinese food. Like all we want to do is just like, <laughs> we're warm, we're fed, we're yeah, happy, just, we've got just shit nest. on the television. Yeah. All we want to do is nest yeah, ultimately, you, could be, you know? You could be pretty, you could be pretty content if, yeah, exactly. You just want to nest ultimately and just get rid of social media because then you're not feeling like, oh, I should travel more, I should do this, I should do that. It's like, nah, just fucking, you know, stick to your books, stick to your TV content, stick to that bullshit and just, just build a nest. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's somewhere in the middle of that, but you know, like, it's just like. Yeah. I mean, you, you can go away for a bit, yeah. you know, go on your pilgrimage and then come back. But we, we're know? so close to like mammalian ancestors that just like, all we want to do is just have a little burrow and be safe and warm. And go out and have a little adventure and come back and be safe and warm. And while we're talking about mothering things, this week we watched Barbarian. Be my, be my baby. Yes. How, on a scale of one to traumatized, how are you? I was so 
unhappy watching it. I was so unhappy. Like, oh, like I was trying to think how I would review. I it. bet you could watch it. I bet you could watch it again mm. and be nowhere near Hor- as horrified as I, I. I had no idea what I was seeing going in. All I kind of knew at some point in in one of the posters was that there was some sort of dungeon setup. Yeah. So from the start. I was really worried that I was really worried that it was going to like veer into kind of torture porn yeah. territory, 100%. and I was like, I don't, I don't want this slow burn with this, with this, you know, nice normal person who's just getting out of the rain, and I don't, if, if that's where this is heading, ah, like just the tension of that, um, and that it just brilliantly undercuts it. It just kind of like a hard stop in the middle and then jumps to, to something else. And then it becomes a very different film kind of by the end. And when you watch it, I think it's, I've watched it three or four times now, I think. Really? Uh, I still like it, but that tension is just... It's gone. It's, it's, it's not what it was. It's mostly gone, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I think yeah. the thing of it is, is, and I was thinking about this afterwards, and it's always a battle to get me to watch a horror movie because I went through the horror movie phase when I was 13, 14, 15, and I went, I get it, bunch of people, everyone's dead by the end of it, and I wasn't into it. I feel uncomfortable, then one person survives. Um, I, I've fallen off, but I'm going to again try and be vague um, because we're trying to be less spoilery, I guess, this year. Um, when she arrives at the house, no, we don't know what the sense of threat is. Is it the person who's already in the house? Is it the person that rented the house out to them? What is this tension? Then it shifts to, like, that car. Like, is there something supernatural happening? Because that guy has a weird nightmare and he's a bit twitchy and odd. Then they find something in the basement. So it's like, okay, is the basement the threat? Is this person the threat still? Is it, like... We don't know where the threat is coming from because we're we're running through our heads all the various archetypes of this sort of slasher, torture porn, horror movie that we've seen before. And as you say, it then just shifts somewhere else. We meet a character and we like him because we like that actor and he's likable and we present him as this person. And then slowly we realize, no, he's not likable. You know, even though everybody says he's nice and good, he's actually mean and horrible and not to be liked. Yes. Um, but it just takes another fucking turn and then there's a flashback so we then start to understand exactly what's going on um, and that's what I was thinking about afterwards is that is like it's heightened and the threat is kind of unrealistic but that situation is very real and we've seen that situation a number of times around the world and so suddenly there's a sense of there is a grounding in reality to the the root of this story that makes it really fucking creepy and plausible and makes it all the more scary and then the end of it is just a fucking action movie which is quite fun it's very silly it gets very silly and very fun and i i think it's i think it's quite deliberate um like the the director's from a sketch kind of comedy background Mm -hmm. so i think I think that's deliberate, mm. you know. Um, and I kind of, I, you know, I appreciate it. Like, I, like, if that's what they set out to do, then it doesn't really matter if I would have preferred it to kind of maintain that tension and, and intensity the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I that 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 first half is is some perfectly kind of ramped tension. Yeah, like it really yeah. is, and, and shift just, of expectations. 
you know mm-hmm. you you don't know what you're watching like the the review like i was trying to think how i would phrase a review of this and i was just like i hated every goddamn moment of this it's a masterpiece <laughs> yeah it it's 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 really really good fuck i hated watching yeah it. and like i did did <laughs> the amount of times like my my kind of uh you know the, the kind of driving emotion you know kind of fear at one moment but then just like laughing at so much stuff in it mm-hmm. um knowing as well that it's setting up a character for their comeuppance mm. basically you know um when, once you kind of know the truth of a certain character you're like okay i see i see where this is going and i can't wait until until it happens and then they, they have a moment of you know possible redemption mm. and then not and it's just all every step of the way yeah great yeah um the director he, he kind of he when he Krager? wrote the opening part of it Krager, yeah zach Krager, he um he was, he was kind of based on a, a book a section in a book that um was pointing out all these kind of red flags in men mm. all things that that are red flag and he, he kind of wrote the scene trying to write as many of them into it mm. as possible so just just all these kind of it's a book called um, The Gift of Fear. And it's basically he took every, he took kind of as many of these things that are indications to women to kind of like trust their gut. This is a dangerous situation. And he wrote them into that opening scene. So like you're kind of sitting there in those first moments and everything, everything's character. He's, he's, he's great as well because he, he can, he can play the kind of, you know, good looking leading man, but he's also, he can also be a, a creep. You know, mm. and just everything he's doing, just you know, your brain is screaming like, "Run, get out! Don't do that! Don't do that! Don't do that!" And then the next day with the the basement and stuff, just the horror of that was fantastic. The like the the I'm tr- I, mm, the fact that the fact that the second actor is like oblivious as well to what yeah. he's looking at and he just is like I love I loved the you know <laughs> the, can you list basement space you know in the yes, in yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah can you list a and rape dungeon like is, not not knowing what he's looking at, you know it's yeah. like <laughs> yeah and then cutting you know to him with the measuring like they, it, it's funny the square footage is important yeah the like the first character uh she's kind of diving deeper and deeper into this and she's just discovering horror mm. every footstep she takes she's like there's a secret room secret tunnel there's another secret room there's more there's cages all yeah. that stuff and for him it's just uh oh wow more space <laughs> oh well this goes even further <laughs> well, you know, he is an just, actor he works in hollywood you know, mm. he's seen yeah. many secret tunnels and weird back rooms yeah <laughs> have, you, have you any any particular thoughts on it kevin have you watched it more than once? I watched it once anyways. Uh, I think it's brilliant. And I think the fact that it feels like you're watching like two to three different movies in one sitting is really interesting. Like you're watching the initial movie and then kind of that obviously, you know, takes a turn the way it does. And uh, mm. and all the and all the kind of like even the stuff with like um Stagard. What's it is that how you pronounce his name? Skysguard. Yes, Skysguard. Uh like and like the way he kind of disappears on the tongue, you're like, oh, what's going on? And is he involved in all that kind of stuff? Like it's really, really, really good. And then like, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but then when that when the just the long stuff comes out of it, and uh, it's just like, where is 
this like it's just like this is completely changed it feels like you're watching two to three different movies but uh i loved it i thought it was great fun obviously mm. disgusting in parts but uh but I, I, it's great it really plays, like, like it really basically it's just really kind of uh it, it basically it, it just it knows what's what's kind of gross and it really just leans into it doesn't it, it really yeah. leans into some of that ick stuff. like the, the, there's real comedy in like the stuff with the bottle i knew what was coming after the bottle okay i as well clue, yeah but like the the stuff with the bottle with the with the hair is just like, yeah it's fucking vile but i was so disgusted in that moment I knew that was the yeah, point yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. you know, I was just laughing. I was just like, yeah, that's yeah. horrible. But I, I, I was kind of laughing. And then I, I knew the next thing was... Well, if he doesn't well, take the bottle. You know, if he doesn't take the bottle, yeah. And then the, the fucking boop. <laughs> did you catch that? <laughs> There's a boop. Like, Did you see that? I can't remember. Yeah. He yeah, gets booped. Yeah. He gets booped. He's just yeah, like, you know... Yeah. Um, I was just, it's great. Like, I love the... Ex- I love, but awful, I love the... Ex- but I love hilarious. the explanation everything for it. Like, I just love how... I just I like I like when yeah, I don't yeah, think exactly. it needed it. Uh, like the the flashback was enough for me to figure out everything he needed. What was it. going on? And uh, yeah, I don't think it needed that. Like you know, exposition guy at the end to explain everything just in case he didn't mm-hmm. get it. I was a bit uncomfortable with the fact that you know there's there's real people in the world kind of from this situation, and you've made I see what you're a saying. monster of them. Um. And even though they might be sympathetic at the end, which they are, mm. you've still made this grotesque kind of monster of them. And I think I think it could have kept the flashback explaining the guy's history, but it, it could have had a sort of um, ambiguous supernatural element mm. that like maybe the space is evil or maybe years and years of policies and things that have led to the decline in an area has kind of manifested mm. And we've got this thing. I'm not saying change the actual the flashback, but it didn't have to underline it and say that this is the product of that. It could have just been that. It could have been a bit more ambiguous and vague about it. Yeah. Instead of, yeah, because that made me uncomfortable because you've essentially a monster created by. I tell you, the, the thing that I was a little, um, as nuts as it was, and I get what this was doing, I was kind of frustrated with... I know frustration is the point, but it was just like the idea that a person would tell police that there is yep. a human being's life in danger. But that happened. I know that happened. I know it happens. It happened. It happened. It happened very kind of around the time there was there was I can't remember, but there was people that escaped that were telling the cops, and they were ignored. And it happened. It happened very. Shortly but before the release, but one of Jeffrey Dahmer's uh, victims, yeah, escaped from the police and police yeah. came right back. Yeah, Barbarian, though, good movie. Okay, well, maybe up. I just hate that that happens more so than I yeah. hate that they showed me it happening because it's just like there's a person whose life's threatened the premises. You've got a, you know, I've I've seen enough Law and Order that's like you know you don't need a warrant to break in if there's a a threat to life, mm. a present threat to life. You you intervene I, I, you know I, it was making a statement yeah. there I guess because it was the fact that she wasn't believed yeah. because yeah. you know looking the way she was looking in that moment they're like oh well just yeah, you know. yeah. sorry and that that's kind of the point yeah. sorry Kev you were saying mm, I don't know but uh, okay. yeah thumbs up anyways I like the movie thumbs up yes I enjoyed it a lot and well did I um, it's a good movie 
it's an experience. But the, the thing, like the, the 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 worst part in it is that first kind half. of that first reveal of yeah, that's the and worst it, thing you've seen. It after that, it's it's kind of the best thing a horror movie can do is build tension. Like I I had never had any time for like the the concept of torture porn. Just seeing people get minced. It's yeah, I hate it. I just hate the the fucking screaming. I th- I do love that Justin Long seems to enjoy, you know prosthetic monster movie things where he's put through weird shit like I every so often I'm watching these things and I do have to think like the people making this movie are having fun doing weird psycho things you know (laughs) like they're fucking around with prosthetics and stuff that day going they've just got a sick sense of humor more so than me going oh my god this is objectionable it's like there's no way Justin Long didn't read the script going and then a then a giant monster mother woman with weird off-colored tits tries to breastfeed me in a fucking shack like he did he has to have cackled as he went i can't wait to do that enjoyed the movie good recommendation uh the other thing i watched i watched last night was uh the pilot for the last of us oh yeah i really want to watch it i didn't get to see it i really want to watch it i'm gonna wait until it's all wrapped okay all right i'll watch it all right i think i might get bored in five weeks and yeah and jump into it. Uh, you won't get bored in five weeks. Invincible Two is coming out. Oh, Invincible Two! I think it is. Yeah. Well, they're starting to plug it anyway. Uh, yeah, they they released a scene from it. Yeah. I think didn't they? Wait. So, just on Last of Us, I guess. Um, you enjoyed I did it? watch the pilot. I enjoyed it a lot. Really good. Have you played the game? I haven't. No, yeah, have you? <gasps> we have. Um, we have. And I think that's going to be to my benefit here because I'm not comparing I'm just going to enjoy a show um, sure. and the production values at the start are really really cool I think you must have seen the scene with John Hanna that's doing the rounds it's the cold open um, you know it's a it's a little two minute I've seen scene no, I've seen nothing okay well, well it's nothing. It, it, it is the cold open type of thing and it's just like a scientist in the 60s you know kind of Carl Saganing what the future could be and he kind of predicts and plants in our head, you know, how this could be possible. To be honest, I, I probably wouldn't bother with this, but for the fact that it's from people Chernobyl, behind Chernobyl. Yeah. yeah, people behind Chernobyl, coming from um, HBO, we hope for good things. The production values are really high. Pedro Pascal is fun, as usual. Like, he's he's just got a good presence. Um, I was thinking, watching it going between Game of Thrones, The Mandalorian, and now this, Pascal's... Got a quite a stacked IMDb building. It does, doesn't he? Um, yeah. And you know we've got the trailer for the Mandalorian three. Uh, you know that's coming out in a month as well. Um, so, I mean, I don't know that it constitutes spoilers. Um, I feel like Pascal is very much the Sean Bean of this series. Um, because I I know what happens in the game. In that regard, um. I, they they have to have. I mean, there's no way the people that made this game haven't read The Road. I'd imagine so. Um, that's a that's a tough book to read. People say that, and I just fucking flew through it and was like, "This is fun." I think it's I think it's as tough in the in the terms of like um, not fun. What? But you know what I'm saying? I I breezed through that thing. I don't read many books, <laughs> but I think I I think it's but I think it's tough. I think it's tough that uh, in the sense of like, uh, you know, there's only so many ways they can read how the descriptive uh, 
passages of Ash. I've only seen the film. Yeah, I don't see that. And I, I needed, I needed a drink after. Really? Okay. Uh, I, was, I, I was enjoying yeah. the book, but uh, and I did enjoy the movie, but it is brutal. Film is rough. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, I, here's the thing: I haven't watched the film. I read the book thinking I'd then watch the and film, it, but then I just read the book <clears> and was like, "This is." I've seen this in sci-fi. I've seen this in horror. I've seen this in comic books. It's post-apocalyptic road to fucking chaos. I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't shocked by the concept that in a post-apocalypse human beings will turn on each other for resources, that, that they would resort to cannibalism, that they would resort to to predatory practices with like everything that's in there. I was like, I've seen this in other like fucking Mad Max. Um, yeah, well but it, it's, it's not the originality of it that makes it, yeah, you know, hard to, to stumble. But I think the I think people I met that were like, I think people I met that were like, this is so objectionable weren't necessarily Mad Max fans. Like, it's well executed and it's presented well, but it's like, I guess, have you not encountered these themes and content before? Am I under... I, I, even having this conversation, I'm going like, did I miss You're something in the inside. book? I didn't, like... I have, okay, they're eating I think babies. Blocked it, blocked it out. <laughs> Got it. Cannibalism. Have you all not watched fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Like... Man's inhumanity to man. <laughs> what is it? Man against man, man against God, and man against nature. Yeah, yeah. Is that man it? Against Something like that. Himself. Yeah, that's the, the Keith Foran that three was, that stories. That was the first one I, I said. Man against man. That is not the Keith that's, It's Keith Foran's dare you. three tips How for storytelling. How dare you? How dare you? Um dare you invoke it sure, you know yourself there's only three stories I watched a TV uh, show on Channel 4 called The Dog House and it's basically first first dates with prospective dog owners where dog owners will go to a rescue center and then they'll be they'll are the dogs having dates or are the owners having dates and they both are dog owners and their first date is with no, dogs no 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 or is it it's a dog, dog date it's, so it's, it's people basically looking for their forever dog and it's, they come to the rescue ah, center okay. People adopting yes, dogs. People rescuing dogs. We like to say rescuing dogs. Um, but people rescuing dogs. Uh, yeah, they go there, they tell the Neil Brennan. They tell the people what they want and then, you know, they ignore them and bring out something that they think is better suited for them. Mm. And then they all go home happy together and they do a short little update at the end of the episode. Some time later. But uh it's like yeah, they talk like it's, it's you know exactly the type of show it is, you know. It's uh, but I, I we watched uh, the new season of that, that, so I watched a bit of that this week, and it's just feel good TV for fun. I started watching Hunters. I know Kev mentioned it. I watched back. it. Yeah, it's good. Um, I watched the first season. I thought it started really strongly. It, yeah, I know what you're saying. Somewhere yeah. along the way, it, it turned into like I could have been watching. Like, like there's there's that generic format of show where you've just got a group doing a thing whether it's a Buffy yeah. or a Criminal yeah. Minds yeah. or a Chuck yeah. or something like yeah. that and it turned into it turns into that I'm not sure where exactly I do know what you're saying though it becomes a bit more yeah. character based or something uh, in a way, well, in a way the, do they set up like do they set up like a clubhouse and they go back and have meetings and then go yeah, out yeah. 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 yeah but it's but uh, it's, yeah. it's fun except instead of Giles it's Al Pacino it's fun but I haven't wanted to watch you know I doubt they're making a season 2 Spin Donkeys yeah. So it, it's out. Season it's two out. is out. It's out. Fuck yeah. off. 
Yeah. Oh no way! Okay, yeah. I definitely watched. That's it. why I. That's why I watched. Because uh, at the end of it, um, at the end of the, have you watched season one? The end of it's bonkers. Yeah. So it's fucking you wild. Just, so just, like, um, I, I look. I liked it in a, in a, a, it's zany. You know what I mean? Like it's but it's it's. I like I like it. Like it's. I thought it was entertaining for sure. Um, it's a fun show, but like I kind of haven't thought about it since. And it's funny that you said you're watching it because uh, a clip of a dick came up the other day on TikTok or something. So obviously, yeah, it is out again. You know, you know. I think it's the first yeah. episode, episode one, season one, and uh, the guy's having the barbecue at his house, and the girl's like, "It's the butcher, it's the butcher of blah blah." Yeah, yeah he just and, he, and the way he just takes out. He's he's, he's great brilliant. in that scene. Yeah, he's, he uh, Dylan Baker. He takes out he's his entire family. He's so good. I don't know uh, the scene, but I'm immediately thinking of Marathon Man, where Lawrence Olivier is walking through the Diamond District in New York. Is it White Angel mm-hmm. that gets yelled at him? Yeah, um, I think so, yeah. You, have you yeah. seen, is is that a sort of parallel, if we were thinking cinematically? Yeah, in terms of, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, have, you, have you seen that movie, Kev? No. No, um, it's a similar It's a similar thing, sort of, a, I think, a sort of post-World War II Nazi trying to sort of, like, get the diamonds he's hidden somewhere in, like, there's this scene oh. where he has to walk through the Diamond District, which is predominantly Jewish, and he kind of there's just this tension build because he knows that there there's kind of a chance I could be recognized here, and somebody mm-hmm. spots him and starts is it Vice Angel or Vice Angel, something like that in sort of German. I've seen that. I've seen that, that theme. It's a, that's a very to, famous scene, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Is it? But, secret, uh, is it safe? It, it's like. Um, is it safe? Yeah, it's kind of like the movie Blue Streak with Martin Lawrence. Go on. It's exactly like that. Yeah. Did they take that off? Uh, well, yeah. Oh, trying to like, find the diamonds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Coming back a year later, trying to find the diamonds. And the building is now a police station. So he must uh, use costumes and other things to... Uh... That sounds like a zany fun adventure. It, it is. I highly recommend it. Nothing wrong with it at all. Um, so the takeaway this week is everybody watch Martin Lawrence's Blue Streak. Assuming they haven't already, you know, um, uh, they probably have. You've seen it, right? Of course, it's got of course. it's got um, Luke Wilson in it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it does. Doesn't he touch his genitals in it, or is that somebody else? How many years after Bottle Rocket did Luke Wilson make that? Ten. Six. Six. No way. Bottle Rocket was nineteen ninety six, right? Blue Streak's nineteen ninety nine. Wow, Jesus. What a year for movies. Blue Streak. 